Hey everyone, just a quick heads up. This episode was pre-recorded several weeks ago before the pandemic crisis hit. So if you hear us making any references to going thrift shopping, please note that these were from several weeks ago before the stay-at-home orders. We hope that you are all safe at home, happy, and healthy. And just remember, thrifters, by trade, you are all a creative bunch. You're persistent, innovative, and don't give up easily. We hope that this podcast episode will provide a small distraction and dose of inspiration at this time. We'll see you on the other side of this, hopefully at a thrift store. Now let's get into today's episode. I was recently browsing the t-shirt section at a local thrift store looking for graphic tees, and I was absolutely stunned by the amount of t-shirts this small store had on just one rack. From J. Crew cotton tees to about half a dozen Star Wars tees and probably a gazillion 5K race t-shirts from seven years ago, I found it all in the span of about 10 minutes. What I saw at this thrift store was not uncommon. Many secondhand stores are bursting with t-shirts, especially single-use t-shirts. Think of free promotional shirts you'd get at things like races, conferences, sporting events, or fundraisers. Inspired by research we came across from the Orr Foundation, in this episode we explore what happens to single-use t-shirts that don't sell at thrift stores and the impact they have on clothing waste around the world. Keep listening for episode 24 of Allow Us to Re-Thriftroduce Ourselves. Welcome back, everyone. I'm Dina. I'm Shannon. Do you ever buy t-shirts at the thrift store? I try not to. It's usually a pain in the butt. Yeah. I'm with you. Like, I'm not, like, a big t-shirt thrifter, but I'll pop into the t-shirt section every now and then when I want to look for some graphic tees, and I was there looking for some fun stuff to share for the April 12 months of thrifting prompt because the prompt is words and one of the easiest ways to incorporate words is to is to wear graphic tees. I was absolutely stunned by the number of t-shirts on this rack. I'm like, what is with our obsession with all of these t-shirts? I'm thinking of the ones where you go to a festival and you buy a t-shirt, right? Or you go to, like I said, a 5k race or a local chili cook-off or a bank event where they're giving away t-shirts and pens. Like those are the t-shirts I'm really thinking about. Not necessarily like a t-shirt that like a plain white tee or a plain gray v-neck tee that I would wear, you know, with jeans or something. I'm talking about like those other t-shirts that because they're produced in such mass quantities, I don't think that they're going to be very high quality. I mean, we literally shoot t-shirts out of t-shirt guns for crying out loud. Oh my gosh, I never even thought of that before. That's so true. Like every event we go to, you get like a free t-shirt and I don't think twice about it. I mean, typically I don't take one, but that's mostly because of other reasons. But I don't think about any environmental background. I agree with you. So one night, the night I came home from that thrift store, I was like, I'm going to do some research on the environmental impact of these shirts. I really wondered what happens to all the t-shirts that don't sell. Like at this one thrift store, they had just back-to-back t-shirts. And I wondered, like, there's no way that they're going to sell all of these. Like, can you imagine all the other thrift stores that have all of these t-shirts? And so I found a lot of information on the environmental footprint of t-shirts on the front end of the production. So things like the amount of water it takes to grow the cotton, the chemicals, the harmful dyes, the toxic waste that's often dumped in local waterways, but not so much on the back end. So like what happens when we've used these t-shirts and we're done with them? And so I ended up on this Instagram page called the Orr Foundation, and it's a U.S.-based nonprofit that's been researching the secondhand clothing trade in Accra, Ghana, for the last several years. They have 
incredible stories on their Instagram page. And one of them was about the global waste that single-use t-shirts create. And I was like, okay, that's interesting. I've heard of single-use plastic, but I've never really heard the term single-use t-shirt before. Okay, so can we back up to, did you go down another rabbit hole? (laughs) And how late were you up? I'm kind of embarrassed to say how late I was up. I was up till three, but it's because... I had Diet Coke at like seven with dinner (laughs) and I'm like, oh, I'll be fine. I'll be fine. I'm immune to this now and I'm not. I love that you thought you were immune to caffeine all of a sudden just because you wanted to be. But really like, (laughs) I feel like you thrive on this. Like this is just like something, once you get excited about something, Diet Coke is just like your your drug (laughs) to like keep it going. It revs you up. Yeah. All I need is a Diet Coke to shoot me down a rabbit hole. (laughs) We need to create a meme, like, of Dina, like, <laughs> twirling in, in some cute dress, like, thrifted, of course, and then, like, holding a Diet Coke. Typing vigorously <laughs> about t-shirts and, and the environmental waste of t-shirts. Like, how, how boring is that meme? Oh, my God. We could have you, like, um, you know, like, beer funnels. We'd have you, like, funneling Diet Cokes. <laughs> so, anyway... <laughs> Single-use t-shirts are free or cheap t-shirts you get at things like races, sporting events, business retreats, things like that. And a lot of times these shirts aren't meant for long-term use and there really isn't a big reuse or resale market for them locally or globally. And so they were saying on their Instagram page how a lot of these single-use t-shirts are a major contributor to global waste. Okay, so this reminds me of like... I'm going to guess 2016 because I really don't know because I'm not a sports person. But it reminds me of like the first time I ever found out that when there's a big championship game of some sort that two sets of shirts are printed. So as soon as the game is over, there are people outside ready to sell you the winning shirt. So say 2016 Cavs won they have the shirt ready as soon as the people walk out of the uh, stadium and they go to purchase and they're like all pumped up and they want to purchase the shirt that the Cavs won because they want to wear it, they want to be proud. But they also have like under the counter that the Warriors won. And so now they have to find a place to put the Warriors won t-shirts. Like what is this part of the nonsense and what happens with these shirts now? Right. Yeah, that's actually a really good point. And I don't know enough about their process, right? Like they have to be repurposed or reused somehow. So I don't know if maybe they donate them or whatever ends up happening to them. If they do end up in the donation stream, at some point, these t-shirts are probably going to end up probably in somebody else's landfill, if not our landfill. Just to provide a little bit of context, in a previous episode, we talked about the cycle of donated clothing, a typical cycle of donated clothing and what happens to your stuff after you donate it to like a traditional thrift store. And I'm going to recap that process process very briefly just so you can get an idea of where these single-use t-shirts fall in this cycle. So you purchase something, you wear it, you donate it to a traditional secondhand retail store like a Goodwill or something, and then they sort the item, they put your clothes on the sales floor for purchase if it's in you know good condition, and then after a few weeks, if it doesn't sell, in some cases it ends up at like a last chance location, so maybe at a thrift store outlet or something like that. After a few weeks go by and it still doesn't sell, 
Three things typically happen. Some items can be recycled into rags or insulation. Some items will go to a landfill because they've reached the end of their life cycle and there's just that's just the reality of it. Then some items will often get exported to other markets and this is where they're sold to traders in other countries who will attempt to sell these items in their local markets. And then unfortunately what they can't sell will end up in their local landfill sometimes even burned or in some cases dumped on local beaches. A lot of times what happens, we produce so many of these t-shirts that so many of them end up in secondhand stores and a lot of them don't get purchased because who wants a 5K t-shirt from 2002 that you never ran, you know? And so it's it's a nuanced system. But yeah, because we produce so many of them and we're consuming so many of them, something has to be done with them, right? I think that what we're talking about is easily fixed, right? If we aren't taking the shirt, then can we stop the mass production of the shirt? Great segue, Shannon. <laughs> yes, there there is a solution. I, I mean, it's not going to solve all of the problems, but we can take some steps to slow the process down. In the um, Instagram post, they suggest some alternatives. So one of the things that they suggested was to rethink before ordering shirts for an event. If you are hosting a festival or a work event or anything like that or a race, ask, you know, is it really necessary? I would even add, can you give something away that's more environmentally sustainable? Yeah, I typically hate these shirts. I never look right in them. I get like the shirt that's going to fit me and I still look like a sausage roll in it. Or they're just like down to my knees, like it like grabs my belly, but somehow still hits my knees and I look like I'm wearing PJs. Yeah. And then you have like the summer camp look where you're like, your t-shirt's really long because it's like one size fits all. I mean, every free t-shirt I've ever received is not flattering at all. And this whole thing really was kind of a wake up call for me because I help out with the jazz festival here in Akron and the t-shirts are like a big part of it. We get t-shirts, we sell them, and then we use the proceeds back, you know, they, they go back to the program. We give t-shirts to the volunteers every year. And we always have a lot left over. It's just such a waste. And every year I tell the festival, I don't want a t-shirt because I don't like, I don't like the way I, I feel in them. I don't get a lot of wear out of them. Yeah, Brian used his Jazz Fest t-shirt. The whole idea is that you wear it at the festival. People can find you. They know that you're working there. They can ask you questions. So it makes sense. But in real life, if I'm wearing like basically neon orange t-shirt in public, like no, right. that's awful. And Brian, so Brian uses his for like painting or mm-hmm. whatever, like around the house, but at a certain point, like we're done with it. And then it just goes to Goodwill and Goodwill doesn't want that. One way we can do that with a festival is to create one batch of shirts and not put a date on it, for example, and just reuse them as long as possible. Like if you really feel like you have to order t-shirts, I mean, I guess that's one way to do it. And like maybe don't give the t-shirts to the volunteers, have the volunteers give them back and just kind of extend the life of what we already have as much as possible. Another thing that they suggested on their Instagram post was to say no to free t-shirts if you're not going to wear them. And we kind of already talked about that. Like I always say no thanks. Like I don't, I just don't want another t-shirt. This is terrible and annoying, but the first thing I think of is just say no to free t-shirts on a (laughs) t-shirt. I couldn't help myself. I'm not going to lie. That's kind of a good marketing (laughs) strategy. (laughs) Uh, We could do it on thrifted shirts. Ooh. Ooh. 
Speaking of thrifted shirts, another suggestion that they offered was if you are going to print t-shirts for an event or something like that, use thrifted tees to print on them. And you know what? I know this is hard for like a huge festival, for example, but for volunteers, you could totally do that. We already asked what the volunteers t-shirt sizes are and you can go to the thrift store and you can easily find blank white tees, blank black tees. You can turn t-shirts inside out and print on them. Dude, that's a great idea. I remember like a couple years ago, didn't you go to a place in Akron that printed on whatever you brought in for them? I did. There's a local screen printing store and you can take in your your own stuff. So in my case, it was thrifted stuff. And then they'll screen print. They have like a limited amount of screen printing that you can choose from. But by limited, I mean it's a lot. Yeah, so you can do that. And I'm sure there are a lot of local places in other cities that will accept your secondhand clothes, that you don't have to buy a new t-shirt from their screen printing store. Another tip that they shared on their Instagram page, again, if you do have to end up printing shirts, is to work with responsible companies that use things like 100% US-made t-shirts or companies that have traceable and trackable supply chains. And they linked a couple. I'm not super familiar with a lot of them, but they linked a couple on their Instagram page that I thought was helpful. Another thing you can do is use these t-shirts as long as you can. You can wear them in your garden. You can wear them when you do home projects. You can wear them when you work out. Or you can even DIY them. So I came up with three kind of fun, one's a little wacky ideas to DIY a t-shirt. Want to hear them? Yes. (laughs) My first DIY idea was to turn an uh, old t-shirt into a market bag. There are tons of ways to do this, but I suggest the easiest way if you are not a person that sews. Go to YouTube, search no sew market bag out of old t-shirt. All you have to do is make a couple cuts, uh, have some fabric glue, and probably within 10 minutes you're going to have a market bag and it's really easy to do. Even if you're not a crafter, you're going to be able to do this. I really love that. And then you could take your new market bag and wear it at the thrift store when you go thrifting. Oh, that's so cute. I love it. Okay, sorry, this one's not for you, but for all you cat lovers out there, (laughs) you can take a t-shirt and an old wire hanger and you can create a cat tent, basically, is what it looks like. It's like a little hideaway spot for a cat. It's so cute. I can't really explain it to you. You, You'll be able to see it. Dina will link it. You know, another fun trick, this is not like super basic, maybe like intermediate. My brother-in-law takes t-shirts and wraps them on canvas, which I feel like I could probably figure out if he showed me how to do it. It probably wouldn't be your 5k t-shirt, or maybe it was your first marathon and you don't wear that t-shirt anymore. You could put it on a canvas. But like I gave him a couple t-shirts that had some sayings on them that I don't wear anymore, but I still really like the saying and he turned them into art for me, which I thought was really cool. That's so cute, especially for a shirt that you know you love, but you don't want it to wear out and you can just like go hanging on your wall instead because sometimes you end up with a shirt that's really amazing and you don't ever want it to go anywhere. So, you know, it just sits in your closet instead so you can just put it on your wall i love that idea i bet you just need like a staple gun for that that's my guess you have to ask him let me hit you up with one last one this one's actually one that i think you would use and i think you should try it all you need is a pair of scissors and an old t-shirt you cut off like the bottom three inches of the shirt and then you can take it and kind of twist it 
and turn it into a headband. So it's just like some cutting and some twisting. Go to YouTube, find it, and you'll be able to do it perfectly. But then you have a nice little headband. How cute is that? Shit, and that is so cute. You should do that with your bright orange Jazz Fest t-shirt. Oh, that'd be cute. I would totally wear a bright orange t-shirt headband. Yep. (laughs) I'm going to link a couple other really helpful resources I came across during my 3 a.m. Diet Coke rabbit hole, I found a really cool resource called Respun, and they will recycle your old t-shirts, which is not something you see all the time. A lot of times it's hard to break down t-shirts into new garments, and they will buy your t-shirts from you, and then they create new products out of them. And they have these amazing videos, I think on their Instagram, that walk you through step-by-step the process. And I was like, that was probably the coolest thing I've ever watched on Instagram before. So I will link that. And I also found a really quick TED video, like a TED Talk video. Um, it's an animation video of the life cycle of a t-shirt. I can always get down with a TED animation video. God, those make me so happy when they're like talking really fast, but drawing everything just as fast. Oh. I know. Don't they make you feel so smart? You're like, it's like when you watch a documentary and all of a sudden you're just this freaking expert texting all your what's, all your friends on WhatsApp. A hundred percent. And the worst is that you always have a friend that already watched it, already knows, and is like, yeah, duh. (laughs) All right. So check uh, the episode show notes and dinasdays.com for all of these resources. And let us know if you have any fun DIY ideas for your old single-use t-shirts. We would love to hear them, and we would love to share them with the Re-Thrifted-Use podcast community. So Shannon, we've been talking a lot about sustainability on the podcast lately we talked recently that it's all about progress and not perfection and if you can take just a couple small steps here and there and make a few changes in your life then that is considered progress have you made any progress or changes i have two a big one for me lately has been i've been going thrifting but i have not been purchasing anything and that's really huge for me Because I would say, like, even a year ago, if I go into a store, I'm going to buy at least one thing. Unless I'm in the line and I get really pissed off and I leave because I'm standing in a long line. But if, like, everything lines up, like, I feel, like, obligated. Just, like, remember, we'd go to, like, yard sales and I'd be like, just just find something for a quarter. We have to buy something. And you'd be like, we don't want anybody anything. We're just here to look around. If we don't find anything we don't want, then we're not buying anything. So I feel like that's a really good tip that I've learned from you, kind of like not to feel guilty about not purchasing something from a store or a yard sale or whatever. Like if I don't see anything I don't want, don't buy it, period. Yeah, you've been really good with that. I've noticed that lately. Nice job. What about you? Uh, One thing that I did, and this is kind of a tough call, but I felt like it was the right call to make. I decided to stop working with a brand because I felt like their products were very cheaply made and not made to last. And I had to end that collaboration. Wow, bravo. I don't know if I can do that. Like you're getting, you're giving up free stuff and getting paid that's that's like a big deal i'm really proud of you thanks it was a tough call but i felt like it was the right move to make all right you said you had two what's your other one so i've been getting my produce from imperfect foods have you ever heard of it yes you have because i've sent you my code multiple times and she doesn't use it i need my ten dollars shannon if you sent me your bleeping promo code one more time She sends it in like every time she talks about this company, she slides her promo code in the text. It's produce and 
dairy and meat, whatever you want to get, but it's things that would be typically turned away from grocery stores. So it's stuff that like the grocery store is like, no, I'm good. And then it would go to waste. Like it'd literally be thrown away because an apple is too small or a potato isn't the right shape or something has a little tiny blemish on it. It's like the thrift store of produce. It's like the cast off of produce. (laughs) That is so cool. I love how interested you are right now. I feel like I should give you my code. I don't hate the idea of it. I just can't do another subscription right now to anything. Plus, like, on top of, like, the groceries that you're getting from the grocery store, I love the idea, and I'm definitely willing to consider it. That's the that's the thing. It, like, helps you either buy less at the grocery store or not have to go to the grocery store because it kind of supplements. Like, every week I get eggs, and I get chicken, and then I get a bunch of produce. So it's pretty amazing. And it's about 30 to 40% cheaper than the grocery store. All right, I have another thing that I've been doing. I have been moving away from thrift hauls on Instagram. And really, I've been focusing more of my content lately on my my new series called Thrift It or Ditch It, because I want to walk people through my thought process, like my whole approach to it. Because although, yeah, like I'm not going to lie, I still continue to buy things from thrift stores, but I don't buy nearly as much as people think that I do, number one. And number two, I also feel like we've just seen such a huge volume of thrift hauls lately that it's just adding to this culture of buy, 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 buy. And look at this huge haul. And I've done them for years. And I love sharing what I buy from thrift stores to show people that you can find really cool things. But I've also struggled with finding a balance between telling people, yes, you can find cool stuff, but you should also be smart about what you're buying. And you should also ask yourself a series of questions before you buy them. So I've been kind of walking people through that process. Thrift it or ditch it. Find us on TLC. What do you think? Copyright, registered, trademark, TM. (laughs) You did that so flawlessly. I love it. You're ready. I love the TM. (laughs) Oh, my God. Well, on that note, for all of the links that we mentioned in today's episode, go to dinasdays.com and click on this episode, or you can access the link directly from your podcast app. And make sure you follow us on Instagram, Dina's Days and Fat Don't Crack. We will see you next time.